have that same team player mindset that we see each other, not as competition. Yes, we're all entrepreneurs. Competition is healthy as long as you keep it healthy. But we see each other more as collaborators. So look for those people in your life that you can collaborate with. Are you ready to change your life? Welcome to the Multifamily Investor Ladies Podcast, sponsored by Freedom Capital Investments and Berkwood Capital. Your hosts, Linda Brooks and Lisa Hill, are two dynamic multifamily investor syndicators who combined have more than 400 doors in their portfolio and growing. Join them on their journey as they show you it's never too late to get started in multifamily real estate investing. And they'll show you how to do it successfully as a passive investor. And now, here are your hosts, Linda and Lisa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast. I'm Linda Brooks, your host, and I'm so glad you've tuned in today. I also want to thank and commend you for making the all-important decision to learn more about how to become an educated passive investor in the commercial real estate market. Our guest today is Mrs. Peely Yerusi, and Peely is a loving mom and wife whose goal is to lead with aloha by example. Peely is the co-founder and operator of Yerusi Holdings, LLC with her husband, Jason. Yurisi Holdings is a multifamily investment firm that repositions underperforming properties through operational efficiencies, rebranding, and value-add renovations. Peely and Jason have managed a successful and profitable exit of these multifamily properties. The Yurusis currently have an active real estate profile of over $75 million. She co-hosts Multifamily Live, the Jason and Peely Project, Mom which stands for Moms of Multifamily and more Moms of Real Estate, all of which can be found on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please welcome Mrs. Peely Yarusi. Aloha, everyone. (laughs) Super honored to be here. Thank you so very much for inviting me. Thank you so very much for joining us. I love Aloha. Hawaii is one of my favorite, (laughs) favorite places. So thank you so much. All right. It's one of my favorite places because <laughs> it's home for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Born and raised. Oh, man. I can't imagine how awesome it could have been growing up there. It was amazing. I'm sure. All right. Well, thanks for coming and let's jump right in. So tell us how and why did you get into multifamily real estate? How and why? Okay. So it would start, my real estate journey actually started in 2013. That's when I, first decided to exit bartending and restaurant managing, both myself and my husband exited bartending and restaurant managing. And we actually had jumped in with his family's construction company. Jason actually became president of the company and I was helping out. I was doing sales and his company was all about raising homes. So they raise and move homes. It's not like they pack up the house and move it. They basically lift the home, fix whatever needs to be fixed with the foundation, put the home back down and move on. So after Hurricane Sandy happened, and this happened all all down the East Coast, especially in New Jersey, the Jersey Shore was just decimated. So unfortunately, the family business got really busy. 
So we jumped in there and it just seemed like the next step for the family, for Jason and I, to jump into real estate. And at the time we wanted to start a family. So it was perfect. We exited the restaurant business and we decided to jump into real estate. I got my real estate license in my first trimester. So all you mamas out there understand that I had an amazing teacher and he let me take naps, pass the test with blind (laughs) colors the first time. Nice. (laughs) I studied hard. Mama studied hard and jumped into real estate And we started flipping and wholesaling and we got into mentorship programs that let us excel in those areas. But then at some point I went to a RIA meeting and I think this was like 2015, 2016. I don't exactly remember when someone approaches me and he tells me he does turnkey rentals. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I know a little bit about it. It's not my cup of tea. I have all these things going on. And I believe I was pregnant with our second child. So... He's like, no, no, no. Here, let me send you a few. Just let me send you a few. You guys can look at it. Let me know what you think. So I look at it and the numbers actually work out. And we decide if these work out, maybe we can look at duplexes. So I go back to this guy. Do you have duplexes? Maybe fourplexes. Since it's a couple duplexes, we get these are in Indianapolis, Indiana. So if you can see where I'm going with this, now we have the mindset. We did wholesaling. We did flipping. I was doing a little bit of retail real estate as an agent. And now we're getting into rentals out of state. We have two duplexes. So at this point, we have four doors and our minds start to open, especially my husband. So I'm not usually the one that brings these big ideas to the table. I'm more of an implementer. He's more of the visionary. So one day, and I'm very, very pregnant, um, he goes, Peely, if we can do four units, couldn't we do 40? Couldn't we do 400? Couldn't we do 4,000? Like what's stopping us? I'm like, me, I'm stopping us. I'm stopping us right here. We have so much going on. We have the construction company. We have the flipping. We have the wholesaling. We have our units in Indiana. And now you want to do what? (laughs) But my husband's an amazing man. We get educated and we start jumping into it. And within eight months, we took down our first 94 unit. Nice. And it was that first deal. I mean, you've heard of the law of the first deal. I think Michael Blanc actually coined that term. So I'm going to give him a little bit of props there. But that first deal opened our eyes and definitely opened my eyes because it wasn't until I heard the word were closed that I was like, okay, this can be done. Of course, after closing, you have to manage the asset and that's where the real work comes in. That closing table, that, that sound of the closing bell <laughs> actually like opened up my mind. And we knew from this point forward that this was going to be our focus. We ended up shutting down our wholesaling business and our flipping business. And we stepped away from the construction company to fully focus into large multifamily because we knew we could get our time back because all the other businesses were simply jobs. Wholesaling was a job. Flipping was a job. The construction company was a job. This, yes, we have to work in our multifamily business, but it allows us to have our time back because multifamily is a team sport. So that's sort of our journey, our genesis into real estate and into large multifamily. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. I'm curious 
What was that like for you? Because you mentioned that you were very pregnant. So you're like a, the multifamily mom. What was that like <laughs> for you? And what advice would you give to other busy moms that are interested in doing something different from an investing perspective? Don't let it stop you. Of course, your health comes first. Health is transcends wealth. If you're not healthy, you can't get wealthy. It's not going to happen. But don't let it stop you. Motherhood should be kind of like this catapult into bigger things, into newer things, if that's what you want to do. So if you want to get into multifamily, I've been pregnant or with a small child for most of my real estate journey. My youngest is going to be three in a few days and my oldest is six. So I have young kids, but it's possible. And I think it's even more so with multifamily because like I said before, it's a team sport. So you need to bring on those team members that know how to do things better than you. You're not going to go and you're not going to go change toilets or even like deal with problem tenants. You are managing the managers now. You are managing your team of attorneys, your team of property managers. You are managing those people who you bring in and you trust as partners to come on your team. So if you're having this mental block, because a lot of it's mindset, right? Right. If you're having this mental block, tell yourself first, okay, is this something that I want to do? Is this something that I'm passionate about? Is this something that I feel will give me the financial and the time freedom that I'm searching for? And learn about it. Read books. There's so much free content online. I mean, you can go take a look at, I mean, you mentioned our podcast. You can go take a look at our podcast. We just passed 900. We've done 900 episodes. Jeez, I think we're at a half a million downloads. So there's all sorts of free content right there. So you come to our content, go to others. There's so many people in the large multifamily space. And I think it's because so many of us have that same team player mindset mm -hmm. that we see each other not as competition. Yes, we're all entrepreneurs. Competition is healthy as long as you keep it healthy. Right. But we see each other more as collaborators. So look for those people in your life that you can collaborate with and that can go with you on this journey. Nice. Wow. That is great advice. What challenges have you recently overcome during this real estate journey? Ooh, challenges. So I see challenges as stepping stones. Mm -hmm. So like in my life, I've had failures. I've had successes. I've had major failures. I have major successes, but they're each stepping stones. So for me, I think the largest thing that happened is that my husband and I got COVID. Like we moved to Tennessee a few weeks later, we got COVID and we don't know how we got it. I think we just went to the store and that. My husband and I, like, if you look at our content, we're like, we're all about fitness. We are exercising twice a day and having something like that take us down physically and not to mention mentally, because we were prepared for maybe one day, something will happen to us, of course, but to have it kind of like look us in the face that close, it was daunting and it was scary. And it's not like we don't have family around us here. We couldn't like invite people over. We actually got a friend of ours and his family sick because we didn't know we had it. 
So just that coming back from that was probably the hardest part because health wise, it took me down all of a sudden. I didn't trust my body. I didn't trust my lungs. I didn't trust myself to take those steps forward. So again, with the mindset, (laughs) I had to get over that. I had to tell myself, okay, we're done. You are better Peely. You are not sick. COVID is simply a disease. It is, it's eating at your mind and you have gotten better. It's like, I think we took like a few weeks to really come through it, a month to really like give ourselves time, but we were still working during this whole time. Like most people didn't even know we had it because I would just like sit down in bed and I would still do my work and do what we needed to do and just take those steps to get us to our goals. But it was like the mental part, the like getting out, go for that walk, go for that run. Those were the challenges that I had to face. And even to this day, I'm just like, okay, Peely, get out there. You can do this. You can get this. I got this. I tell myself affirmations every day. I am strong. I can breathe. I get to do this every single day. I get to run. I get to walk. I have legs. I am blessed beyond measure for just the simple fact that I can breathe. So I have to remember these things just to the simplest part of that. I can breathe. Like, just can you imagine not being able to breathe? It was like somebody was sitting on my chest. Like getting over that fear was a stepping stone for me. And I feel like I've stepped on it and I'm ready to take the next step. So let's see what's next for us. Cause we did 75 hard all through COVID. And now I'm looking for the next step, the next uh, stepping stone, the next, I don't know, challenge. I was challenging myself all through COVID, all through everything that we all went through. It was how Jason and I kind of like mind gamed ourselves into like staying present and staying focused and staying healthy. So I'm looking for that next challenge. I wish I could recommend one, but you seem to have this on lock. <laughs> no, I'm sure you have something or one of your listeners will can write in and email you and be like, I got something for Peely. She should try this because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for like something to hit me. Okay. Then that's what we challenge our listeners to do. Send us an email at our website with a recommendation for what's next for Peely. And then heck, I'll, I'll join in on that one as well. How about that? Yes. Yes. Make it hard. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. Well, you have definitely overcome Kudos to you and Jason. I know that could not have been easy, especially with all that was going on around COVID in the world. So kudos to you. Very grateful for that for you. When you're looking to take down a deal and you're thinking about partners and players and investors, what's your strategy for attracting those new passive investors or new team members to your team? Well, I talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. I don't know when the next team member is going to show up. I mean, for instance, my assistant, Alessandra, I met her on Clubhouse. Like of all places, of the billions of people, is it billions now? Millions of people on Clubhouse. I noticed that she was following me into rooms or that we were in the same real estate rooms and I would invite her to speak. And she would always say like how she was new. And then I I found out that she was learning. And I was like, well, this woman's very well-spoken and through Clubhouse, I like people DM you into your Instagram. So 
I saw that she had DM'd me. We started a, up a conversation. We got on a call and it was just like, this woman's amazing. She was like, I want to, this is exactly what I want to do. I want to get into multifamily. She talked about how she was studying up and I was like, great. Let me see how we can help you. And it was just, it was kind of just like a connection. Cause I was just connecting with as many people. Again, this was like, this is the same time we had gotten COVID and I was just like talking to anybody that I could just to keep my mental capacity going. So she tells me she's coming to Tennessee. She's going to move to Tennessee. So I had just hired another assistant. So I was like, we're not looking for anybody right now, but keep on studying because I know we're going to be looking for underwriters and we'll be looking for other team members. So the day we're supposed to meet, two days before that, guess who has to move back to Florida? Your existing assistant. (laughs) So Alessandra comes, we meet her and she is fantastic. She's ready to go. And I say, guess what? Our assistant just left. Would you like to step into the position? 90 day probation and we'll see where this goes. And she's been with us since, (laughs) it's funny, she reminded me of the date. It was actually March 3rd that we met. And she's been with us since then. And she actually just helped us close a deal in Little Rock, Arkansas. And we gave her a small percentage of the deal. So she actually just closed her first large multifamily. Outstanding. Congratulations to you, the team, and Alessandra for closing her first deal. That's awesome. So back to your question, like you can find partners everywhere. And I consider everyone my partner, whether or not I'm looking at you to maybe invest in one of my deals, or maybe one day you'll become a general partner in one of my deals, or maybe we'll just be really good friends and grab a glass of wine one day. I'm not sure, but I am very, very open. And I try to listen to everyone because as a real estate investor, and this is no matter what kind of investing you're doing, in fact, no matter what you're doing in life, I'm always trying to provide opportunity to people. Always. I don't raise money. Like if you just, if you get anything from listening to this podcast right now, stop with the mentality of raising money. I mean, yes, it's in the back of your head one day, maybe right now, maybe a year from now, maybe a few months from now, you will be needing to secure investor funds to bring on those limited partners. I get it, but that's known. So if you go with the mentality of providing opportunity, then the opportunity will come to you. The opportunity to speak to people will come to you. Now you're coming from a giving mindset instead of a taking mindset. And people can feel that. People can feel when you're entering conversation, you're just there to take. But if you're there to provide something, if you're there to provide an opportunity, whether it is an opportunity for them to invest in your deal or an opportunity for them to learn with you or an opportunity for them to simply go and have a drink with you or have some coffee with you. Whatever it is, having the mindset that you have an opportunity to provide, that you have wealth to provide, that you have knowledge to provide, I fully believe we all have something to learn and we all have something to teach no matter where you are in life. That's why I love the Alessandros of this world. That's why I love my husband. That's why I love just talking to people. That's why I love people because I learn so much by simply listening. And when you're talking to other investors, they are the heroes of their story. 
So keep them in that position. You are there to hand them the assist. You're not the one that's going to put the ball in the basket. They are in their life, in their life. Yes, you're the one with the deal. You're the one that in your life, you're going to put that deal in the proverbial basket. But in their lives, make sure that they're taken care of. Make sure that your deal aligns with what they're trying to do, that they are the center, that they are the player that's going to put that ball there. You're just simply handing them that opportunity and presenting it to them. And it's up to them to choose to be with you. And how you present yourself is going to be the difference on whether or not they choose you or not. Nicely put. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I was going to ask you what advice you have for the passive investor, but you have so eloquently articulated information that's useful for both the investor and the operator. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Before we wrap up, Healy, how can our listeners get in touch with you? So they can reach me at my website. It's really simple, www.yarusiholdings.com. So Y-A-R-U-S-I holdings.com. Excellent. Thank you so much, Peely, for your wisdom, for your multifamily mom mindset. It is awesome. And my desire is that this episode has inspired other moms, other passive investors that are interesting in investing in multifamily with fabulous operators such as yourself and me, of course, no. <laughs> yes. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything. And I look forward to us working together. I look forward to that as well, because you never know. Every conversation, every relationship you have could turn into that partnership you seek. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating on your favorite listening platform. And if you like what you hear, find it helpful, and want to learn more, go ahead and hit subscribe. To learn more about investment opportunities and join the Multifamily Investor Ladies community, visit us on our website at multifamilyinvestorladies.com. And remember, it's never too late to get started in multifamily real estate investing with the Multifamily Investor Ladies. Thanks a mil for listening. For more information about today's episode, learn more about passive multifamily real estate investing, or to reach Linda or Lisa directly, visit us on the web at multifamilyinvestorladies.com. Thanks a mil for joining the Multifamily Investor Ladies podcast, sponsored by Berkwood Capital and Freedom Capital Investments. Your hosts, Lisa Hill and Linda Brooks, remind you it's never too late to get started on your multifamily real estate investing journey, and they'll show how to do it successfully as a passive investor. We'll see you next time. Thank you.